You're listening to Shalise's Podcast. Well, hello everyone and welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited for today's episode. This is truly a dream come true. I have the beautiful Francois and Lydia Dutrois on with me today. And I just can't tell you what an honor this is for me. I was just telling them before we started the recording how much their labor of love with the Mirror Bible and their ministry has transformed my life. Literally uh, incredible, incredible, incredible to have them on today. So welcome, you guys. Welcome, welcome, welcome. What an honor to have you here today. Oh, Lise, this is just one of those moments. So, um, we we live in such an amazing time where you live in our little worlds, you know, in our little spots where we're busy and we do what we do. And then moments like this just suddenly expand the horizon and takes boundaries out of the equation. And we feel our hearts linked to every person represented here in this conversation. Because the beauty is that this conversation began before we click go on Zoom. <laughs> we joined a meeting before we thought, okay, well, let's join. Let's get the password going. You know, <laughs> But we have joined together into a oneness, into a union that is the most attractive adventure that any person could ever explore, you know. And it's not out there, you know. It's not having to travel all the way to Southern Africa, you know, and come and see where Francois and Lydia lives. But it's the word is near unto you. And that to me is one of the most beautiful statements in the scriptures, you know, that God has brought distance to closure. Mm-hmm. He's brought oneness to reality yes. where there's a resonance within us, you know, we, because Holy Spirit speaks mother tongue language and mother tongue language leaps within us in the most beautiful resonance. And so we are so honored to be connected beyond boundaries, beyond whatever it was that blocked us into our little zones. And thank God for geography. Thank God for planet Earth and for summer in America and in the Northern Hemisphere <laughs> and for cold winter in South, South Africa. It's a place of, of joining, which we celebrate. And we celebrate that tonight in our in our discussion and our sharing with you. It's wonderful to to know you and to meet you for the first time. Wonderful, please, wonderful to meet you. Well, you know, Francois, my, uh, kind of the subtitle of my podcast is, is called, it's called Experiencing More of the Christ in You. And that is my heart. And I love the way the Lord is drawing people into this message of oneness. And I mean, obviously it's the message that was proclaimed before the foundation of the world, but I feel such a, an awakening and stirring uh, yeah, in yeah. this hour for this reality, you know, and I'm going to yeah. kick it off today with something that when I saw that you had uh, reflection dolls, as your granddaughter calls them, and uh, what I've always called a nesting doll reference in the Bible, I was like, oh my gosh, yes, I'm hearing this. I'm resonating with this. And people that watch my podcast see me, you know, they see me taking my doll apart and teaching on union a lot. But I wanted you to talk to us today about that reflection doll. Just kick it off, just because it's like something that I connect with you so so deeply on. And just teach us, teach us a little bit about how you use that and how you talk to your grandmother about it and all that good stuff. I was yeah. so blessed when you brought that up. Can, can I quickly interrupt yes, for a minute before we get there? Because as you were sharing, I realized we're living in an era... In, in this time of Holy Spirit, why there's such a resonance is because suddenly, like if we talk about the reflection, not only it's the reflection of Christ in my neighbor and suddenly he's become close and that neighbor and that neighbor, that yeah. essentially <laughs> is what, what the gospel is about. It is the reflecting yeah. of Christ. In people that didn't even know that he's come yeah. close to them, yeah. we speak to them, mm. we communicate, we look at them, yeah. and we awaken them Absolutely. to resonance. That because is so resonance beautiful. is mother tongue language yeah. Yeah. of this eternal conversation. Yeah. This is just one of those powerful thoughts, you know, where Paul could write in, in Second Corinthians that, 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 that we're speaking a language that is known and read yes. by all. Living epistle 
language is known and read by all. It doesn't catch people by surprise. Maybe surprise in a in a certain sense of the word, but it's like I've always known this, you know, because the signature of Elohim is so present in the next person we meet, in the next moment. And this is the beauty of, of this conversation, you know, that there, there is an audience in this conversation that 100% represents the individual. And, you know, sometimes it's like just looking at your own life or your day to day, you sometimes feel like you're just watching some some play in, in a theater, you know, and, and for a moment, your audience, part of the audience, the next moment you begin to recognize your face on stage. And you see, my God, <laughs> this union, this oneness that we share is so, so universal, so beyond anything that we've imagined, but it rings so true. And I'm so glad you brought out your little babushka doll, and um, because this is something that that uh, this one comes from Russia, and it's traveled the world with me. And I remember many times in Africa, you know, we would sit um, in, in, I mean, there'd be elephant or zebra walking just <laughs> just in the distance, sit under a tree with some of the local folk, and 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 when I when I go through the motions of explaining what what this 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 doll holds, you know, and and then when you get there, and there's another one, and yet another one, even the the, the adults, you know, they just go, wow, they cannot believe that, and then beautifully bring that home in the reality of the indwelling Christ. And um, the scripture that really triggered the, the this, this this message many years ago is, is the one in Second Peter. I just want to open it. I have my... Um, yeah, so that I could just have it in reference. Yeah. I love words. You know, words carry such amazingness. And it's just so wonderful to know that the word that was before time was... The one before our language happened and evolved. This is the one who still speaks and whispers. And sometimes those whispers are like thunder inside of us. And so here we've got beautiful brother Peter, a fisherman, <laughs> who, um, who him and his partners spend that night, remember the first encounter with Jesus. They spend the entire night fishing, doing what their parents and their tradition taught them do best. They were not holiday fishermen. You know, they go out to keep the pot boiling. And so they've got to do what you've got to do. And they toiled all night and took nothing. <laughs> the disappointment, you know, bringing, bringing your best expertise, your best, your best skills to the fore. And you cannot show anything for it, you know, in the entire Jewish culture, in every culture, really. You know, you've come out at the end of the day, show your worth. You've got to prove your effort. And, and, and the beauty of the story is that Peter, and just before I get into this, you know, it's just wonderful to just connect it because it's Peter that, that writes that say Peter chapter one, one of the most precious chapters in the entire Bible. And so, so here in his early days, you know, he, he's busy cleaning the nets. And, and, and they're working under the two brothers' father. You know, he was called Mr. Thunder. Now, I wouldn't repeat that in Afrikaans because it wouldn't be a nice word to just say, but it's it gets the message across, you know. He was Mr. Thunder with a reason. So they're working for Mr. Thunder. You can know how, how nervous they were because they have toiled. They've tried. They've tried their best. And then um, Jesus, with a crowd of people, approaches and he can see that this young man, Simon, is ready to take a duck. You know, they've slept all night while everybody else is sleeping. They worked. They've worked all night. And, and, and Jesus was a good fisherman himself, you know, a fisher, a fisher of men. And, and he said to him, so would you mind if we just use your vessel? And, and there he's got a trapped audience because later on we learned that Simon cannot swim. Remember when he started trying to walk? Anyway, So Jesus, he's got him trapped. At least he's got one trapped audience. And Simon is sitting there. All he wants to do now is go home, have a cup of coffee and hit the hay. You know, he's had a tough night. And here he hears this man speak. And as Jesus speaks, something begins to stir in Simon's heart to the extent that when Jesus stopped speaking, he suggested to Simon, let's go a little further. And Simon then said, oh, well, you know, maybe you can join us tonight, you know, because we, you know, we, it's not the good time to go out fishing now, does it? He says, at your word, we'll go. And it's there in that moment of discovering a word that brings your mind to a different dimension, that lifts your conversation out of current politics and current crisis and what's happening here and what's happening there. 
in that moment, your mind is lifted in a word that carries you in the authority of the very word that sustains all things by the power of his might. And it's in that context where now Simon became Peter and and he writes his first letter in First Peter chapter 1, and he speaks about we were born anew when he was raised from the dead. Suddenly sees a, a new language, you know, that in the resurrection of Jesus, we were born anew. So this is a fresh start to the bunch of us, you know. And then he writes in in, in, in Second Peter chapter 1, and I remember, I think the, the King James translation says that we have received a like precious faith. The RSV translation, which was my favorite translation back in the day when I was pastoring in a church, that's about, what, 15 years ago almost. And um, the uh, uh, the RSV says that we have received a faith of equal standing. And I remember how that that thought triggered my un, my understanding with, you know, when, when, when we compete in athletics, you know, we normally have three positions, you know, that everyone strives for. You In our Olympics, we get the gold or the silver or the bronze, and they might be separated with split-second differences. And here Peter speaks of a faith of equal standing, a like precious faith. And I thought, my goodness, how did we qualify to even be considered to be part of this like preciousness, this equal standing? And then he says it in the next line. That's just Second Peter 1 verse, verse 1. He says, through the righteousness of God and of our Lord Jesus Christ. So it wasn't my good behavior that got me into this equal standing. It was something that happened, something that did on my behalf. On my behalf, sorry, I'm speaking American now. On my behalf, I've been brought into the exact same standing that the son enjoys before the father, face to face to faceness that John 1 1 speaks of. You know, in the beginning was the word face to face with God, and the word was God, and the, and everything that is equal to God is ex- on exhibit in the word. And only in verse 14, he speaks about the word becoming flesh. Mm-hmm. So the, the incarnation is not the beginning of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yes. He is the word that sustains all things. And so we discover ourselves incarnate in him, represented in him, in everything that he has accomplished. So our faith finds a place of equal standing in the righteousness of God in Romans 1:17 in the Bible. Excuse me. In the Mirror Bible, we speak, there's a lovely commentary on the on the um uh, the, the word righteousness, it has absolutely nothing to do with something we did right or wrong. It has everything to do with the righteousness of God, what God did right in Christ to cancel every definition of distance and separation and whatever it was that we've accommodated by eating the wrong fruit, the, 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 the tree that brings condemnation and judgment. But the tree of life reveals to us who we are as in a mirror. We see it reflected there. We're not going to be like the ugly duckling who thinks, well, that's just beautiful. But it's too good to be true. You know, it's kind of had to spend a lifetime trying to, you know, manufacture a better me, you know, trying to behave like a better swan, you know, trying to get a face lift away. Whatever it's going to take, you know, to just make. But here I am confronted with the eternal knowing. He says, then we will know, says Paul in 1, Peter, 1 Corinthians 13, then we will know even as we have always been known. Just to know that you've always been known and wrapped up in this faith. He says, we discover. And, and I'll just read just one verse to you from, from, from the Mirror Bible, 2 Peter chapter 1. If you haven't got a Mirror Bible yet, if you're in the audience somewhere listening to this months or years later, make sure you try and get one. If it's just for Second Peter chapter one, I'm so glad you put the babushka doll into the story. And uh, it's just I, I, I won't I won't keep you too long with this. Um, but let me just get Petri somewhere there. Used to be there. There we go. Oh. He says, "Oh, I'm going to be there." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even have a mirror Bible myself. I just have it on the screen because the moment I get one, I give it away. And um, <laughs> that's why I get the app because, you know, I got my phone with me. Oh. And the app, we've spent the last four or five days updating the app. Oh, and good. it's in the process. 
getting once a massive, massive, major update. We've actually gone through the entire Mirror Bible. I've spent four months on that, on editing and fixing up little things, you know, because English is not my mother tongue. So Holy Spirit and the and the internet really helped me so much. We, but we've worked for many hours. But yesterday we were able to release all three of the new volumes and a merged volume that will be on Kindle in the, the next update and on this um, current app. So anyway, so, yeah. Awesome. Everybody go get the app that's listening right now. Go, just go to the app store on your phone. Yeah, on the phone, I'll we'll just speak to you. I always have to tell people, I don't get a commission for selling the Mirror Bible. <laughs> but go get it. You guys go get it. So it's, 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 it's so, okay. I'm not. I'm not even. If you're not going to start reading it, we're going to. We're going to take forever to get through these verses. But but it's all there. The beauty is that um, that 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 in in this righteousness of God, we've received a place of equal standing. And if we can just begin and pause there in our own hearts, and realize that whatever my situation is, wherever I find myself, never mind on planet earth, but in life, in, 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 in my age group or in my, wherever my society, where I am, that there is something that we share globally. We share it beyond anything else that defines us. It's not our politics or our religion that define us any longer. We are defined in the very being of the eternal thought when Elohim said, let us make man in our image and in our likeness. And what Jesus came, Colossians 1.15 says, he came to exhibit the Father. He made the invisible God visible. And your life is the visible expression of the greatest architect, the greatest engineer of the universe, the greatest miracle that could ever happen in the universe, packaged in your person, in your skin. And now God comes and he says, we have received something. And it's a powerful something. It's not a little doctrine about faith or believing positively or stop believing this and start believing that. This is like rain that breaks through the drought and that crust on the soil that's been there forever in the desert cracks open because rain softens the soil and awakens the incorruptible seed. And just like the word that proceeds from the Father's mouth, it shall not return to him void because the distance is cancelled because the rain is on a mission to awaken likeness and it's in this place of faith it's the belief of god you see jesus never said in mark 11 you must believe in god have faith in god he never said it. in the greek it says very clearly have the faith of god mm -hmm. ephesians 4 paul says makes it even more easy he says there is only one faith so come on, if there's only one faith, it's not what you or I can arm struggle about to wrestle our theologies about for centuries to come. It's not, it doesn't matter what we or a million others believe, but what matters is what the Father believes. And Jesus is the Father's faith. Jesus is God's statement of faith. <laughs> People ask me to write this or that, you know, in the statement of faith, the beginning of the Mirror Bible. I said, it's simple. It's Jesus. He is God's statement of faith. Jesus is what God believes about you. <laughs> the whole book's about Jesus, but yes. the whole Jesus is about you. That makes the word very relevant. Yes. You're the audience. We are the audience to the greatest, greatest conversation. That never exist. We cannot exhaust this conversation. We don't need to look for new words to new, frame new thoughts and new ideas and new philosophies, you know, to sell our product. This is the product. What is designed? I don't have to concentrate on, you know, on, on food in order to get my appetite going, in order so my digestive system could kick in and then absorb the food. And I've got to remember my biology from early days at school, 30 years back or more. And I've got to try and think, now what enzymes are starting to work in my hospital? right now to no i mean you smell the food and everything picks in you know you don't go to school we are designed by the faith of god and so we are clothed in the faith of god and then we have an equal standing and unfortunately our translations over the years especially the afrikaans translation i've grown up with it says that he's he's graced us verse three of second peter one with everything in the mirror, it says it is, is gifted us. And you know, the word gift immediately puts reward out of the equation. The entire religious structure is built on the wrong tree. It's built on the reward system. 
But the entire grace gospel revelation of Jesus, the agape of God, is embraced, is, is embraced in the gift of God. He says he gifted us, verse 3 of um, uh, one Peter, uh, Second Peter chapter 1. He's gifted us with all that it takes to live life to the full. Oh, my goodness. I mean, we need not say much more than that. But that one sentence carries so much weight, so much weight that as we ponder that in our own lives, we realize I'm gifted, not rewarded for this or, you know, discarded because of that. I'm, I'm gifted with all that it takes to live life to the full. And it's all wrapped up in what God believes about you, in the faith of God. And now the book doesn't say add to your faith because that that was such a stumbling block. You know, we were all sincere growing up in our Christian circles and wherever we were. Oh, but remember, you've got to add to your faith. And we've built an entire religion that's built on a lie. It's an absolute deception. Doesn't matter what Bible you read, that verse is, is a deception if yours says add to your faith virtue. My goodness, how long is that going to take? It doesn't say add to, it says discover in, because in faith there is. What sadly we've also translated virtue is the Greek word aireo. Aireo means elevation. <laughs> you begin the, the faith journey, the faith discovery is a beginning of realizing how co-seated I am, how co-elevated I am in Christ without my doing. It's not your struggling to try and get a little, a little bit taller, you know, by lifting yourself out by your bootstraps. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. Don't waste your life in a ministry where you constantly have to strive to be a better Christian. Oh, holier than thou. I've got to try and get that right. You know, I've got to get the next thing right. You've been gifted with all that it takes to live life. To the full. Life cannot get more beautiful than that. There's no more beautiful life to pursue than to discover that in faith, reflected in this faith, and we're not distracted by the size of things because we live in, a, in an age where little, little, little um, uh, mistakes carry masses of libraries of information. What a time we live in. But in faith, discover how elevated we are in Christ. That's what it means. I'm elevated in him. And you know our view changes, our perception changes when we take off and we become airborne and we suddenly look at the same rain, mountain range or at the same city or town and everything dwarfs in perspective because there's another dimension that faith opens. By faith we understand, we read in the book of Hebrews, by, by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of his power. There is an understanding that no academic academic learning can ever match. It's an understanding that we are embraced in that brings us to co-knowing. And that's what the word repentance really means. Repentance is a rubbish word. It's, it's a word invented by some Latin scholars. It has nothing to do with the original text. The Greek language speaks about co-knowing, metanoia. It's to, it's to engage with the knowledge of God, with the knowledge of God floods my mind. That's why Paul prays you know, in Ephesians chapter 1 that the eyes of our understanding will be flooded with light. Why? So that we may know what happened when he died. So that we may know that that, that it, it took the power of God to quicken him out of death. And because he continues in the next chapter, he says, while we were still dead in our trespasses, God co-quickened us and co-raised us and co-seated us together with Christ. There is nothing that you can do about getting yourself more elevated than what you already are. We're not trying to get there. We're not playing the shoots and ladders game of Christianity and evangelism and that like we've been taught. It's not how we're going to try and dodge the snakes and, 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 and study Deuteronomy 28 off by heart. Deuteronomy 28 is outed by the man Jesus Christ. You don't have to struggle to get any blessing because every blessing of God is already lavished upon you according to Ephesians 1 verse 3, lavished on you. And Galatians 3 13 says, he has taken every definition of curse out of the equation. You don't have to dodge the curses. Seek the blessings. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life. Even in the midst of the greatest onslaught and the greatest contradictions, there's a place of safety where we discover a co-knowing and a place of elevation where I'm elevated in him. And the very first thing that this place of elevation unveils is a new kind of knowledge. Mm -hmm. oh, that he may help me to be able 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 to
Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, there it is. Oh, my Jesus. It's called, I call it the mirror, spiritual insight. It's at the end in the comment on verse four. Uh, verse, yeah, verse, verse, verse four. Because we we have we have restricted our lives to to our academic learning, to our experience. You know, have I experienced last year or last month or this month or today or must be for tomorrow? Exactly. So I've got to constantly squeeze my my my, my make my experience my rule. You cannot measure temperature with a ruler. It's the wrong instrument. And when we discover ourselves measured in God's faith, in this place of co-elevation, co-knowing, there's a new knowledge that opens up. There's an understanding. There's an understanding. I love that scripture, 1, 1 John 5, verse 21. I, I remember it off by heart from this revised standard version that I taught it for so many years way back. He says, we know that the Son of God has come. Okay, we, we, we know that. We, 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 I celebrate the fact that we're sitting here on the 19th of the 20th of July, 2023, means that something happened 2023 years ago. So we know that the Son of God has come. But you know what John continues to say by the Holy Spirit? 1 John 5, verse 21. He has given us understanding oh, to know him who is true. And we are in him who is true. My goodness. That puts a lot of our stuff that we've learned completely out of the equation. We truly know ourselves when we discover ourselves in Christ. We are there, whether we believe it or not. <laughs> Our in Christness is not in the, in question. And what a different platform to minister life from when we speak to our neighbor, to we speak to those who are hostile or indifferent because the attraction of the Christ life resonates within. So in this place, I discover a spirit knowledge, an awareness of who I am reflected there. And in that reflection, I discover inner strength. Do you see there is a strength that eclipses muscle and mind? We can only go that far thinking ourselves into this position, trying to muscling our ways through. Read the, the Mirror Bible on Luke, you know, on, on the take, taking the kingdom by force. It's, it's a revelation. <laughs> because this place of spiritual strength is something that Paul touches on in Ephesians 1 again, when he says, according to the working of his mind. Why according to the work of his might? Because we do that as humans. We try and compare um, uh, strength, you know, horsepower. We still today in our modern technology, we still use horsepower to define the, what's under the bonnet of my truck, you know, so that, so that we can somehow connect it with the days. And we don't even think about it when, when we didn't have motor-driven vehicles. We had horse-pulled vehicles, you know. So according to the working of his might, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead. And, you know, the only reference in the entire Old Testament about the third day resurrection includes us. And that's Hosea chapter 6, verse 2. After two days, he will revive us. On the third day, he will raise us up. Do you see, God's mind is about you. It's not about some historic event that we're celebrating every Easter. It's about what happened to the human race in Christ, the only place where we are fully represented, fully represented. And remember, he's given us everything that it takes to live life to the full. So here we've got it. We've got a place of strength that we can draw on. It's, it's like the strength that, that so beautifully speaks to us in Isaiah's words, Isaiah 40, the very last verse 31. He says, uh, he speaks to Israel, why do you say that you're right? Your, your right is disregarded by God. and you, you, Your problem situation has become so severe that it even feels like God's forgotten me. He says, have you known that he's the everlasting father? He's the creator. And then he says, he gives power to the weak. He multiplies to him as none. How do you do that, God? He says, unfortunately, again, our, our translations say, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Oh, and we have sold recipes on recipes, libraries full of recipes on how to wait on God. 
and we've tried this way and that way and we're waiting a little bit longer and we, we, we're pummeling ourselves a little bit more and then eventually hopefully we'll... No, no, it doesn't say. That's why words are so important. In the Hebrew word, the, the word is kava and kava means to intertwine. The same word is used where uh, Luke speaks about um, the, where Jesus says that the, uh, the, the eye is the lamp of the body. When the eye is single, it literally says the eye is entwined, the whole body becomes full of light. Hamapleko is the Greek word. Kava in Hebrew means to entwine. It's like ropes that are plaited together. A little string you can easily break. But when it's splattered together in your garment, you know, you can pull it and twist and you, it, it, you can wear it. But I'll tell you what, you're not going to break it. And God speaks of an inseparable bond that exists. So when we're in that tired place where the young men become exhausted, their own muscles fail them. The, 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 the athletic champion can only jump that high or that far or run this fast or that far. But we discover a place of friend, of, of strength in this Wonderful entwining. Waiting can be so boring, but entwining is so exciting because we mount up with wings like an eagle. And suddenly, eagle wings brings us again into that place of elevation. I'm elevated into a different dimension where the very thing I'm faced with in the reality of the now on planet Earth is challenged by a greater reality. In this Kavar place, there's an inner strength that awakens. Strength is multiplied within me. And I mount up with wings like eagle. And now I can do the very thing that exhausted me, that caused me to faint. I run and I'm not weary. I walk and I don't faint. doesn't matter what it is that life hits me with. I am gifted with all that it takes to live life to the full. And look how beautiful this unfolds now. Because in this place of, of strength, it is a perseverance, and sometimes perseverance reminds us of, of those great marathon runners, you know, of how they're able to just do this. And it's, it's unimaginable that, that one's body can go through that, and, but it's a different quality of, of perseverance. Perseverance speaks of the sustaining presence of that which is unveiled in faith, in my co-seatedness, in this understanding. In the strength, there is a there is Vasak now remember this little guy. Okay. <laughs> there's there's a place of of enduring that's not marathon. The picture that came to my mind many years ago when I studied James chapter one, James, the younger brother of Jesus, who wrote one of the most beautiful chapters in the book, where he says that um he says, <laughs> so that you may be perfect and complete. And lacking in nothing. Why? Because of the same word, steadfastness. Now, you cannot buy steadfastness over the counter. You cannot get hands laid on for steadfastness. Steadfastness is the fruit of something you know. Because James chapter 1 says, because, you know, he says, count it all joy. He says, James, you don't know what you're talking about. You don't know my situation. He says, count it all joy. You meet various kinds of contradictions, plural, various. It makes this thing come from every which side. You know what I mean? Why must I count in joy? Because you know. So joy is not something I have to fake. Joy is something that happens in my inner spirit, in my inner being. I realize that uh, there's, there's a steadfastness that comes to me. And the picture that Holy Spirit gave me way back then, because I grew up on a farm and my mom had wild turkeys and whatever. We had to look after the, how to go and look for the nests. And, and the moment I read that, Holy Spirit showed me, it's that pretty hen. She sits on those eggs. She creates an environment around those eggs. And it doesn't matter, matter what the weather bureau says, says on, on the latest news, you know, how, how the temperatures are going to fall, or how they're going to rise, or when it's going to rain or snow. She creates an environment that is exactly what is needed for those eggs to give expression to what lies within them. So steadfastness becomes an environment of one's spirit. It's not me trying, I'm going to give God another day. And if he doesn't answer my prayer, I'm done. Where are you going to go then? <laughs> it's engaging the temperature, the environment of faith. Something so beautiful in the book of Acts that I did now about Jesus speaking about staying on his Sabbath day's journey. You know, it's, it's, it's less than, than a, 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 a half a mile. 
from from the Sabbath, from this encounter. So, so, so to remain within the encounter, our minds to go off into many directions, not only stay within that environment. I've written a whole chapter and commentary in, 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 book, in the book of Acts on that. But it's so powerful when we discover this environment, one becomes addicted to it. Mm. It's the kind of fellowship we long for. It's the kind of conversation that we embrace and that we become the carriers of. We become the carriers of a conversation that ignites an environment of faith, where faith is unveiled. It's not a principle that I'm trying to sell, a little philosophy. It's a reality of my union with God. What, whatever righteousness God seeks of, whatever God got right in Christ, he demonstrated it in him, and, and he's released that in him. Thank you, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Oh, my Lord. Let me take a... <laughs> glory <laughs> so steadfastness steadfastness is such a beautiful thing and it's inside of you you can't go and buy it in a christian bookshop you've got to engage with that which god is so jealous for that one place that one place of just knowing even as i've always been known and as we look at one another yeah, in this conversation, many of us we've never really met like that tonight and, or today, and we meet one another in a, in a place of koinonia, koinonia, where there's a togetherness, a likeness. We share likeness because we began in the same author. We, be, we, we share the same genesis. We share the same resurrection reality. We were raised together with Christ, raised, elevated, co-seated together with him. And in this beautiful place of sustained fellowship, our devotion takes on a brand new form. You see, out of this place of sustained encounter, our devotion. Oh, my Jesus, this is so beautiful. The devotion or worship meaningful worship it's not the ritual that i engage with on a certain day of the week or a certain hour of the day but this place is connected to the entire unveiling of what is held in this reflection door everything what is true of jesus is true of us in this life John writes about it in his epistle, 1 John 2, verse, verse 9, I think he says, or 8, 7. He says it in verse 7. He says, we're not speaking a new doctrine. It's not a new law that we're introducing. He says, yet it is. It's very new. How is it new, Mr. John? And he's over 90 years old when he says this and writes this. He says in the next verse, he says, whatever is true of him, he's true of you. That's the crux of the good news, whatever is true. We know that the Son of God has come. What did he do? He came to give us understanding, to know him who is true. And we are in him who is true. John 14, 20. <laughs> he says, in that day you will know that as I am in my Father, so you are in me and I am in you. My Jesus, he cannot get closer than this. Because this place of worship, this place of devotion, makes brotherly affection very real because this thing spills over into brotherly affection my worship no longer me standing there with closed eyes singing a lovely song i even get the goosebumps but then i open my eye and i see someone that i really really irritate me i think okay let's just carry on with closed eyes <laughs> <laughs> you won't read in the bible close your eyes we're going to pray I love it to just open eyes because the conversation just continues. You know, <laughs> people are shocked when you start, oh, if you forgot to anyway. So when we begin to see people through the father's eyes, Second Corinthians 5, 16 says, Paul says, from now on, therefore, I no longer know anyone according to the flesh. What a life changer that is. I no longer from that. Why would you say that, Paul? Because he said in verse 14, the love of Christ constrains me and we're getting there. And I'm convinced that if one died for all in God's economy, if one died for all, then all have died. Not once when you get it. God got it. That's enough. But now I'm getting it. It's like discovering gold in my backyard. It's been hidden there. My Jesus, it's a new currency that we're talking about. Because this brotherly affection 
<laughs> it literally, the Greek word means, means to share the same womb, Adelphos, to share the same womb. There's nothing different. You can be Republican, Democratic, South African, ANC, this way, that way, whatever you think. Don't let that label you. Don't dwarf your life into the bonsai world of current politics. Engage with the reality of what faith unveils. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. <laughs> if Jesus is God's statement of faith, then Jesus is the substance of everything that one could ever Imagine, Paul, Paul prays in Ephesians 3.20, says exceedingly, abundantly, above all. He uses all these superlatives because his heart is bursting so that the eyes of our understanding will be flooded with light that we may know even as we've always been known because the secret of this entire unveiling, the very secret, the very heartbeat of this entire unveiling is the agape of God. The agape of God. How does faith worketh, according to King James, in Galatians 6, 5? Faith worketh by love. Faith does not work without the agape of God. This entire teaching just falls to the ground if we do not discover the agape of God shed abroad in our hearts. Oh, my Jesus, the love of Christ, says Paul in 2 Corinthians 5.14, the love of Christ constrains me. I'm not employed by the ultimate thunder anymore, you know, where I've got to toil all night and try and do my best to try to bring something to the table. Remember when Jesus unveiled himself and suddenly Peter, um, when he saw this fish, the, the, the nets were tearing. And you know what shocks me? It sounds like the typical evangelical Christian language. Oh, depart from me, Lord, for I'm a sinful man. <laughs> the entire rug of sin consciousness was pulled out from under the Pharisee religion of Judaism. Jesus came to reveal to you this has got nothing to do with your performance because Paul already made his, oh, Peter made, Simon made his calculations. Okay, so we didn't catch anything last night, which means ah, we're standing a much better night, much better chance tomorrow night, because last night paid for some of the sins of last week. And that's the entire economy of the wrong tree. <laughs> Thank God for the reality of our redeemed righteousness, our redeemed innocence, our redeemed oneness. This is what we celebrate. Thank you so much for your time. Oh, my goodness. Thank this is like, listen to it on repeat, 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 Fanta. I mean, oh, my goodness. This, you guys, is why I literally wake up with the mirror Bible every single morning. And I don't even really have to get far past the introduction. <laughs> like, sometimes if I don't know where to start, I just literally go to the very beginning where he just says that, right? Jesus is God's language and message to mankind. He is, he's our statement of faith. That is so powerful, Francois. Thank you so much. So besides the mirror Bible, I know you have a couple of other books and you just, you're, you, you released one this year, correct? This, this, your newest one was released this year. No, no, we, we've, we've, we've updated some of the the books um, back in the day. I, I don't time to, to write, but Divine yeah. Embrace is a fantastic yeah. handbook to the yes. Bible because that was a little, that was four messages that we preached in the early 80s mm. that someone transcribed from the tape recordings. And those four messages became a little booklet many years later that I called the Divine Ro Embrace. And mm. it grew in time. And then during COVID in 2020, I thought, you know, one morning I just woke up because I, every day I don't even think about what I'm going to do today. I, I, I know that we're going to carry on just translating and drawing treasures from the from the text. Mm -hmm. And I felt Holy Spirit said to me, I need to update um, with a new text that brought in since that time, the Mirror Bible into the um, Divine Embrace booklet. Okay. And it became, I thought it will be done in two weeks. It was seven months of just, wow. And it grew into 30 chapters. It actually has many, many more subjects, chapters. And it's an amazing book, Divine Embrace. And I constantly update the mirror. With the 11th edition that we released in December last year was the, 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 the Mirror Bible in three volumes. Uh, I've spent the last four months just updating all all of them, so um, uh, they they are being submit they are submitted right now in hardcover or the.
this uh, paperback um, and they should be available in about a week to 10 days. It sometimes takes the printers to awesome. the time to do that. And then we're also doing that. We're going to do it uh, printed through through Kindle so that it's easier for people to get it. The Kindle, the most, most latest Kindle update, the guy's busy working on it now as we speak. It should be ready in about also in about next 10 days. And then we'll also have that in print. And then we'll do the in South Africa, we're doing a single volume, which we are releasing also now in the next few few weeks, two weeks or so. Mm-hmm. And the single volume will be a thousand four hundred and seventy-two pages because that they the, the every every bundle is thirty-two pages. So so that's one volume book. And I'm 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 trusting if someone listens to this and hear and know about someone where we somewhere where you can print it internationally as a one volume book. Presently we're doing it through print on demand. They don't do any books bigger than 1,200 pages. <laughs> so we're thinking of um, possibly u- using something in China or in, in New Zealand. Um, so we want, to, we want to pursue opportunities to print the full volume as well. And and then the, the, the next thing I'm closing with this, this is just that we're thinking of doing a, a little mirror where we've got all the commentary out, where we just leave the text and near and near a little commentary just to whet people's appetite because it'll be, again, like this little, little red one that we started off with in 2012. So it'll be a little, little mirror Bible with all the current updated text beautifully packaged as a little one that you can carry along because you need a trolley, you know, with a big one now. So, <laughs> yeah. And yeah. that will be wet enough appetite, we believe, that people will then go and pursue the common the mirror study Bible. That will just be the mirror Bible again. But the mirror study Bible with, with all the commentary and the expl- explanations, the wonderful Greek words. Yes. Uh, well, that sounds wonderful. I can't wait to get my hands on that. Now, are there new yeah. books that you've translated or new chapters that you've translated in this latest release? I have. You know, I, I've been busy with with Luke for the last several years. So, Luke took me into the book of Acts, and um, it's been going a lot slower because I've done this editing. But I've got in the the latest one that even the ones that that, that will be available by, by by next week. You've got twelve chapters in in in, in Acts done now. And I've stopped at the twelfth because it's the it's the, the the Holy Spirit's unveiling of of in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria, and then we go from chapter thirteen. We hit Paul's ministry on tour, you know, on 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 mobile, very mobile. The next the next chapter is unto the and complete that with chapter eighteen, uh, twenty four. So that we'll, hopefully we'll do that the rest of this year. I'm not sure where we're going to go. Then we'll. We'll still have to do Matthew and Mark, but um, I've also added Philemon. I don't know why it took me so long to add Philemon. You know, it's one of my most treasured little books. But um, and then the, the big thing is, you know, in all the cross referencing. I, I sit here and I've got to do editing, and then Lily walks in and I'm crying because I'm just overwhelmed. It's just it's beautiful because I'm doing this thing editing because there's something wrong in the text. There were some places where there was verses left out and even a page or two left out. And then I read the next verse like I always do. And oh my goodness, Holy Spirit just sits home and, and so many beautiful, fresh things. Just, just yeah. so I, 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 it never stops. You know, always add a little bit. And, yeah. So the latest, you know, lost yeah. while you're doing it. Like, how do you get it, any, any of it done, right? Yeah. Incredible. We're very blessed. We feel very honored, very, very honored. And we live in the most remote part of Africa. You know, God's just brought us to this place. It's absolutely, we don't see other people, we don't mm-hmm. see traffic. And, uh, yeah, we go once a month. We go to town, <laughs> and uh, then we just you know, we just do what we do. And Lydia is just this; she, she's this absolutely amazingly gifted person who's doing all the admin of all the stuff that we do. And then she pops out little beautiful mirror stories. And one yesterday, we sat around the. It was just so. It was we had a big day yesterday, a very big day because we launched all these products and. And um, she, she she recorded herself without thinking. She just started recording in her busy schedule. She recorded a new story. Oh, my Jesus. And we just sat there in front of the fire and listening to the story. And now, while we were waiting to do to catch up with you, and because we had another meeting with someone else, and then she sat with one that came to today, just marvelous, <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. So, my. See where the children's mirrors, you know, yeah. Bible stories, that should be, uh, there will definitely be a release before the end of the year for the first volume, it will be a continuum. Yeah, yeah, but she's wrapping it in in a child's imagination, she's got a fantastic gift to to do that, so. (laughs) Well, will you guys just pray for all of us before we go? I would love that, I think people would love 
just to say, hey, I was prayed for by Francois and Lydia. Yeah. <laughs> we'll hold hands. And we look at you with, yeah. with the fondest, fondest love. Father, we thank you for this precious ministry represented in a beautiful sister. Father, what you have wrapped up in her includes every person that she has touched and will touch through her ministry far beyond anyone's dreams, Father. I thank you that you want to shock Shlees with your amazing surprises on a regular basis, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you for her health and for everyone in, embraced and in, in, encircled in this, in this conversation. We thank you that we are, we are trying to get your attention. But your mind is full of us, Father. Yeah. And we just release your mindfulness on every person listening to this conversation. And in this prayer, Father, by the Holy Spirit, I thank you for touching people's bodies and yes. doing the miraculous, the stuff that you are famous for. Yes. <laughs> Going beyond any restrictions that we've placed in our own minds, breaking through those shells into newness of life, freshness of life. Thank mm. you, Father. We speak blessing and healing mm. and prosperity across this planet. Yes. We thank you that we can be alive at a time such as this. Amen. 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 While we were praying, I had the impression, I'm sure you have seen, if I talk about a, 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 a typical African mama, you know, an African mama would be one, she must have more flesh on her body than the average American. Uh, you know, it must be, there's something, and she's uh, she's always got an apron on, and she's always in the stove, and she's making fire, and she's working in the field, and she's got kids hanging around her. And that's what I saw when I looked at you. I saw this productive life yes. of Christ yeah. that just gives comfort. It just yeah. you feed and you comfort, yeah. you protect yeah. as you go along. And you don't have to fit a mold, you just uh, are the mold. You just <laughs> are perfect. Amen. Well, safe harbor. Well equipped in this in this apron, she would always haul out a little sweetie or a little something. There's never, never <laughs> not something to hand oh, out. That's you. Yeah, we're so beautiful, beautiful. Well, thank you guys. Thank you. Love you guys. And can't wait to get this new version of the mirror bible. Yeah, mirrorwood.net. Mirrorwood.net is our, our website. website. Yep. Yeah. Perfect. Love you guys. Love Bye. you guys, everybody. So, all yeah. right, everybody. <laughs> in, uh, get your copy, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Shalise's podcast. This recording is, in part, made possible by our listeners. To partner with us, visit shalise.com, where you can donate and help us spread the good news of our unshakable union with Christ around the globe. You can also find a link there to download Shalise's book, The Path, for free. And if you're ready to discover the call of God on your life and the purpose He created you for, then visit us at Shalise.com and watch Shalise's free training, where you'll hear five keys to hearing God about your life purpose and transitioning into it. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, don't forget, the world needs the Christ in you.